Bourbon good. <laughs> I'm I'm drinking gin. Ooh, ooh, actually, what sort of gin, or is it just like your basic gin? It's your basic Costco gin. I mean, yes, yes. Costco I don't I don't gin. really go for go for the expensive gin for my summertime gin and tonics. I just, I just don't feel <laughs> it's warranted. But for bourbon, for bourbon, I will certainly. Yes, because I mean, yes. I'm not adding anything to the bourbon. I did an old fashioned, but that's it. Ah, that, that, that's a classy drink. I am a classy man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Greetings once more. Welcome to the Honest Bicycle Program. Joining you from Boston, it is I, Greg. And joining you from West Hampton, it is I, Darth Maul. Oh, I thought, I thought you were dead, sir. Uh, no. I may have been cut in half, but I sewed myself back together. Or to some robot legs or something. It's uh, one of the... One of the I'm not familiar with the uh, all of the Star Wars milieu, as it were. So I realized where... I stepped myself into that and then was like, wait, how did Darth Maul actually die? Huh. He did get chopped in half. Okay. You are good. correct. Good. <laughs> you are correct. All right. Yes. Uh, even though like he had the high ground or whatever. I don't know. Some inconsistent rules of engagement. In, in those movies. Um, so, where the hell is Matteo? I don't know. Where the hell is Matteo? Matteo. Uh, I don't know. He's somewhere in Philly, I guess, hanging out with his mother-in-law, ignoring us. So... Now this mother-in-law on the velodrome. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it's just, I think it's just you and me. I think we're going to be, uh... <laughs> I think that we have an empty seat on the triple bicycle that is the, uh, the Honest Bicycle, bicycle Program. program. Yeah, <laughs> or or like the I don't know the the tandem with a trail of bike or whatever the hell we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like the tandem, and then it's got the kids' trail of bike that makes you think that you're pedaling, and I'm on the back drunk enough that I'm like, you guys, we're going so hard. But I'm not... <laughs> you're just standing up and like thrashing the pedals, and like <laughs> look at my sick there's tricks. There's no shame connected to it. <laughs> Oh, you guys are like, all right, let's just take Francis around the block one more yeah. time. <laughs> You're doing like wheelies back there. <laughs> this is a yeah, this is a wholesome image. Yes. Well, well, everybody, this is the Honest Bicycle Program, and we're into our usual tomfoolery. Uh, but before we really get going, I know, of course, we've got a lot of things to talk about, right? Because um, we've got to talk a little bit about the Olympics. Oh yeah. Um, we're going to talk about, I don't know, did anything else happen? I don't know, I broke a bike, whatever. That's not that interesting. You went to the beach. I went to Nantucket. I rode my bike around a lot. Okay, you can tell us. We can add that because a while back we did like a bike travelogue. And maybe you can give us our, your Nantucket bike travelogue. So Certainly. I guess, yeah, we'll do those two things. But first, first, it is a special time. It is a very special time of the year. Do you, do you know what time of the year it is? I do. It is time for the Wide Angle Podium Pledge drive. Yes, this is very exciting. This is the time when we go and tell you to, like, hey, um, consider becoming a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network. So, hey, uh, I guess you should probably know what the Wide Angle Podium Network is. I hope you do know because we've told you It's a many podium times. on a wide angle. That's, well, yes, exactly. It's a, it's a podium that you need a wide angle lens in order to capture a photograph of because there are, like, eight people on it. Um, but more importantly than that it is the name of the fine network of podcasts of which we are a part uh and that's pretty cool right so it's your one-stop shop for all your cycling podcast needs Uh, i'd say that's a good way of putting it right cycling news um cycling chatter rumors you've got kind of expert uh information and insight from people like uh bill shiken in in the crosshairs on crosshairs radio and Adam Myerson. Uh, yeah, Adam Myerson's got a show here. It's called um, the Myerson Line. Pretty good, pretty good name, I'd say. Got the Slow Ride podcasts. Um, they're uh, they're kind of uh, well, you know, they're fun to listen to. Uh, <laughs> just throwing some shade, uh, but the point is, like, there's there's uh, a lot of you know a lot of benefit to having all of us here in one place. And the thing is, like, none of us are getting rich doing it that's the point and that's why we're here to do our pledge drive exactly because while it is beneficial and easy for you to have all of these excellent podcasts in one location 
It is expensivo. That's right. Servers yeah. cost many monies and are very hungry. Eat. Eat many whatever it is that servers eat that we have they, to feed them that cost lots eat, of money. I they think eat it's electricities. Fish food. Dollars. Yeah. All that fish stuff. food actually is a little, yeah, little known fact. <laughs> lots of fish food. Servers can be fed with fish food. Which is, uh, you know, something to keep in mind if you ever find yourself running a server farm. Yeah. Uh, just, just, just chum, chum those waters and bring yourself in some servers. Yep. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the deal. We would like to get 200 donors. 200 donors for the Wine Angle Podium Network. That's across all the shows. Listen to all the shows, and you'll hear the pledge drive going on. And uh, here's how you do it. Okay? So you get on your internet Google machine, and you type into that machine, wideanglepodium.com slash donate. And... At that page, you will see many options, many levels at which you can contribute. You can contribute a $10 per month donation. You can contribute a $15 per month donation, $20, 50 $5,000? $5,000 if you want. There's a one-time donation. You could send. You could give us $5,000. That would be amazing. Um, you know, uh, I, I'd say that uh, don't feel obligated. But, hey, you know, if you want to donate at the Super PAC level, we're all for that. Uh so, what do you get? I mean, is it just a sense of accomplishment? Do you just get to listen to your shows guilt-free? Or do you uh, maybe get something else out of your donation? Francis, can you tell them what they win? Well, I mean, everyone's a winner here, Greg. So, uh, as long as you're a donor. If you're yes. not a donor, you, you don't not get a winner, to win no. anything. You just get to listen to us ramble on for quite some time um, about various subjects relating to bicycling. But... If you donate a measly $5 per month to the Wide Angle Podium Network, you will get a bottle. Yes, a bottle that you can place on your bicycle and put various fluids inside of it. Those bi- fluids might include water. Motor oil. Bourbon. Wine. <laughs> battery acid. You know, whatever you <laughs> yeah, want to put yeah, in there. Yeah, sure. Whatever kind of stuff you need to put in there. Right, and it has a very classy WAP logo on it. So people know that you're a cool person who cares about where your media comes from. Let me just break it down for you real quick, okay? So uh, a really good donor level to come in at is the rock star level, right? That's $15 per month. That's pretty awesome, okay? That would make you a pretty serious rock star because you'd be doing a lot to help the shows. And, of course, that $15 per month can be divided among all the shows or go to mostly a specific show uh, that you happen to like the best. So if you like us the best... You know, if you were if we're the, the show you listen, we are the best. It's true. <laughs> if you like, if you like the Honest Bicycle program, if you listen to us uh, every fortnight, uh, then maybe you want to do that. And at that level, um, you get some things, right? You get a bottle. Everyone gets a bottle at any level. Uh, in addition to that bottle, you get access to bonus content, also available to everyone at every level. And even more special, you get a wide angle podium T-shirt and a wide angle podium sticker pack. All right, these are pretty neat things. Stickers are awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can really help us out a lot. Um, like I said, we're not really making a heck of a lot of money doing this. Uh, it's it's uh, it's nice to get um, the appreciation, a little bit of uh, payment to compensate somewhat for the fact that this is a little bit of work. You know, it's fun, but, like, it's not work-free. Uh, yeah. So um, one more thing you should probably know. Okay. Um there is a special drive prize pack drawing going on through over the course of this drive to sweeten the pot that much more. So if you join during the drive, all right, any member joining during this drive will be entered into that drawing. You will be mailed a Narweasel's race number as a postcard. So what does that mean? What the heck is a Narweasel's race number? What's Narweasel's? I mean Narweasel's is only the most gnarly of mountain bike races held in July by the one and only Colin Reuter, King of the Weasel, puts That's on right. all the Weasel-affiliated, uh, branded? Weasel-branded events. Yeah, Weasel-branded. Like, Hashtag brand. You know, we had the original Ice Weasels, and then Night Weasels, and then I think after that was Nar Weasels, and then Fat Weasels didn't quite come to fruition last year, maybe will this year. And you know, who knows however many other Weasels will come into being in the next couple of years. But the good news of that is that we beat up Colin Reuter and we took his number plates and we're going to send them to you. 
That's right. So Colin Reuter at Results Boy on Twitter, uh, weasel proprietor extraordinaire. We have his race numbers. So what we're going to do is a drawing based on those uh, number plates as essentially your your number in a raffle, as it were. So there, uh, we're going to draw that number. And if you got that race number in the way, in the mail, you're going to win a prize pack. What is in that prize pack? It's a secret. Oh, I don't even know. Maybe it's a special congratulatory tweet from Results Boy himself. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't know, um, a jar of pickles. Maybe it's more awesome swag. It's probably more awesome swag. <laughs> that might include a jar of pickles. It, yeah, uh, I, I'll throw in a jar of pickles. <laughs> yeah, why the hell not, right? Who doesn't love pickles? Yeah, maybe mm. actually, you know, I'll throw in a bunch of my favorite condiments. I will throw in pickles and hot sauce and fancy mustard fancy mustard um what about uh, i don't know are we at uh do you think that the people deserve um you know some capers mm-hmm. i don't know they may have to up their uh monthly contribution to get the capers yeah maybe at the 50 dollar level you can get yeah some capers. that's that's where we get at a caper level super pack level um you get like monthly anchovy deliveries how's that oh man on the anchovy horse oh i'm, I'm definitely on the anchovy horse all right. So, again, once again, what you do, go to wideanglepodium.com, listen to some shows. All right. You know, appreciate the humor, the wisdom, the insight, uh, the good times, the audio entertainment to fill your ear holes. And then go to wideanglepodium.com slash donate and become a member. We'd really appreciate it. Yep. Yep, seriously. And then we, we can stop having Greg and the Dyer Glass promise <laughs> no that's my favorite bit <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, you're, we, how did you how could you tell <laughs> should, should we talk about bikes now uh yeah okay we should talk about bikes for a little while <laughs> all right Woo, oh man we made it through this part of the podcast <laughs> a little peek behind the kimono listeners uh we started recording this last night uh but I was possessed by a computer demon. It did not go well. But fortunately, fortunately, I'm back. And Greg, it's working. Greg is back. But there was 20 minutes of just pure gold where I talked about my wine cannon that no one is ever going to hear. <gasps> oh, the wine cannon. That was so good. I know. No, it's, it's, it's lost it's, to the we, ages now. It's lost. We can't. We, I don't think we can recreate that. I don't no, think it works like that. No, the wine cannon was too good. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you started, you know, I mean... You had this great idea of sitting on your roof and uh, just Truck, throwing bottles of wine models. at people, but I thought, you know, I thought that that deserved a little bit more. I, I thought that you could take that another step further. Yeah. And Well, you made add... the point that our noodly cyclist arms would not really uh, get much altitude in terms of wine ball chucking. No, uh, no, no. We no. needed some Some, some sort compressed of... air. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We needed some compressed air. <laughs> <laughs> You can do anything with some compressed air, some compressed air and some alcohol. That's a good combination. Yep. <laughs> That's never gone wrong for anybody. Never. <laughs> okay. Uh, so bikes, right? Um, I don't know. Olympics. The Olympics happened. Well, like they're, they're still happening. They're still happening as we record. It is true, and probably as you're listening to this, but uh, the road bike Olympics happened. Yes, the road bike Olympics did indeed happen. We had like um, I guess a couple road races. Um, a couple time trials. They were, I don't know. Did you watch them? I watched them. I did. I did. Okay. They were okay. they were exciting. I had to watch the uh, the end of the women's race. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sitting outside an ice cream shop on Nantucket, um, I was gesticulating wildly at my phone. People <laughs> thought I was nuts, um, but it was worth it for sure. <laughs> I would do an impression, but the list, no one would see it. Um, <laughs> I can only imagine you down on your knees, lifting your fists to the sky. <laughs> no, <Clara laughs> yes. Switch to overhead shot. <laughs> oh man, what a okay, yeah, Mara Abbott. Holy cow! Yeah, that, that was, was that was a hell of an effort. So, uh, in case in case you did miss it, uh, they were on the super hard course, right? They did one lap of this. Not sorry, not, I don't know how many laps it was. They had they had like two circuits, and then they had to like go between the circuits and do the second circuit. And the second circuit was like the super hard one, 
was basically like this two-stage climb to the Vista Chinesa or something like that that looked crazy pants steep and hard and took a long time. And on the last lap, it was like, okay, time for like uh, Megan Garnier and Evie Stevens to like show their stuff. And then they were all like, no, nah, actually, we're going to get dropped. Um, but Mara Abbott was like, I'm, I'm still here. And so she was riding hard and she pulled away with um, Amonique Van Vluten of the Netherlands. Um, and then they were going down the extremely scary descent, and Von Vluten crashed, which was horrible. Yeah, that was because horrific. Because it seriously looked like she might be dead. Yep. Um, no exaggeration. It was the worst. But then Mara Abbott was alone in the lead, and she was uh, striving and striving, and she's a climber and not a time trial since she had a group of three behind her and she was trying to hold them off and it looked like she might do it and she might just do it and maybe she was going to do it and then they caught her with like less than 200 meters to go yeah it was such an epic takeover and she was just like mashing the pedals as hard as she could and her legs were just like absolutely pedaling squares you could she she had like nothing left but she wanted it so bad it was it was heartbreaking to watch it was heartbreaking um, to watch and of course even though an event Van der Breggen's sprint was incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the thing about cycling, right, is that um, you feel for <laughs> just the kind of personal tragedy and, and heartbreak of uh, Mara Abbott and her feudal ride. Um, but also, you know, be like, well, it's a deserving winner and a deserving podium for yeah. working for it and it's like that's that's the story that's the story the bicycle rights let's put on my john tesh switching from ira glass to john tesh you're gonna regret you're gonna regret it all oh boy these superhumans and it's just gonna be like uh you know electro john tesh music in the background anyway um (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, my I'm cruising through this bourbon, and uh, <laughs> it's taking effect. It's taking effect. Oh, the consequences are real. So yeah, um, and it turned out that um, Van Vluten is basically okay. Yeah, I mean, she she did some some spinal fracturing, but um, I mean, she was conscious and talking at in yeah. the hospital, which is positive. That's better than unconscious. Big concussion, dead. That, yes. Big concussion, some some cracked vertebrae, uh, which I thought was like going to be really terrible, and only apparently only fairly terrible. So, right, but that was that was a horrific crash. That was just uh... like a totally like high sided herself trying to save it, and 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 so much Twitter drama over that. Oh too. my god! Yeah, I was going to say just now. Christ. Like... This dude got... Okay, maybe you can tell me what you think about this, Francis. I have, but this, I have opinions on this. Do you? Do you? Okay. I have, I have some, some opinions. So basically some dude, and there's probably more than one, but the one I saw was some dude being like getting on Twitter to tell the professional cyclist who crashed on a descent. Uh, in the like, fucking first, Olympics. In the, yes, in the Olympics. Jesus. Uh, first rule of bicycling, like keep control of your bike or something like that. I'm not going to say who it was. It wasn't anyone. It wasn't anyone. It was important. just some, it was some jamoke. Oh. Yeah, so Jamoke, so what the hell is up with that? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know exactly where, where this stems from, but there is definitely, like, always, whenever something, you know, happens in terms of, like, women in a professional setting, especially a professional sports setting, there has to be that one douchebag that comes out of the woodwork and has to say something douchey, and in this instance, it was the, the classic... Uh, I guess the the term would be mansplaining. The classic mansplaining of trying to tell a an Olympic cyclist who happens to be a woman how to do her job, and that right. she wasn't doing her job well. When I, and you know, it's like a lot of times this is going to come from somebody who's in in the sport or in the field. This guy was just some some dickball who probably doesn't know anything about cycling and just watched it on TV. Um, but the crazy thing is that he probably posted that on Twitter, not even understanding what he was doing. Right. Or what, what, like, a faux pas that is. And, like, how often that happens to women and how insulting it is. It's well, like, I'm trying to tell people that this, like, happens to women. They're like, no, it totally doesn't happen to women more. <laughs> like, it, it's just like, yeah, that there, there's a thing where 
when a woman is doing something and and she's a professional and she's competent and if she uh you know makes a mistake or even if she doesn't make a mistake somebody has to come in and be like well you know i mean it's good i'm here because i can now tell you how to do this <laughs> right like here's here's what you did wrong and if only you'd done this you wouldn't have crashed and it's listen like, listen little lady you yeah. know women shouldn't be doing this in the first place but if you're going to do this right. and it's I like had no this, I, I actually had an argument somewhere on the internet it's not even worth getting into where uh about this issue and about like the whole like oh mansplaining is this totally sexist thing and blah 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 and it's like well i don't know kind of explains a real phenomenon it might not be the whether or not it's a useful term, um, you know, it's something that a lot of women feel that they experience. But anyway, um, the, the kind of more to the point that this this um, dummy was making was like, well, it's fine to criticize because she made, you know, an amateur mistake. She took a crappy line and it's perfectly reasonable to point out that she took a crappy line and, she, you know, she shouldn't do that. And it was like, okay, like, <laughs> that's just like preposterous, like. It's it is really really easy to like be on TV and look at someone going down a mountain and be like, well, wow, they really took a crappy line on that descent. Like, well, maybe they did, but like, you're going down this hill really fast, and geez, if you've ridden bikes, you'd think you'd know this. You're going down a hill really fast. You're near the relatively near the bottom of this long descent. You know, it's an 85 mile road race. You're probably 78 miles into it. Um, you're toasted from going up this hill. Your brain is fried. Like, under those circumstances, like, being on the whole time, like, people make mistakes. Like, even people who are seasoned professionals who who know how to ride their bike or, like, you know, they might get distracted by something. Like, this happens. It's, like, it's not an amateur mistake, right? Like, if I right. crash well, my I mean, bike... If, if you look at the Tour de France, look how often those guys crash on the course. Oh, I know. Well, and in the men's road race, dudes All were crashing time. on that yes, descent and no one did the, the same... like, know how to control their bike, right? Because people understand and are willing to give the men the benefit of the doubt to at least a greater extent of, like... Yes, they know how to ride their bikes, but, like, they fucked it up. Whereas it's like, well, clearly she doesn't have any co- basic competence. Like, that's the that's, difference, that, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. That's, that's, put it very, very well, Greg. That, that's the problem, is that you're, you're coming from two different viewpoints here of if a man, if a man were taking that line and crashed, the response would be like, oh, man, what a great feat of athleticism. He was pushing it so hard. He was going for the gold, you know, and he just screwed up that line and he crashed. Whereas when... A woman is in that same situation. None of those sentiments are heard instead, or not, I shouldn't say. I mean, they they were heard, but in some cases, the sentiment is like, oh, she didn't know what she was doing. Right, Not like, oh, she's totally on the rivet because she thinks she's going to win a gold medal, and she's literally putting her life on the line to try to get around this corner, and she did, and she had a fuck up. Yeah, and it's like, well, and for example, the, the other difference being that, like, when you, you know, have a... A, a woman cyclist who makes an error like that, you know, if Vincenzo Nibali, if, if Vincenzo Nibali crashes on a descent, as he did in the men's road race, uh, we didn't see it happen, but but he came into contact with Sergio uh, Hanau. We'll talk about that in a bit because we'll talk about that race a little bit too. Um, he crashed himself out um, in some fashion, or Sergio Hanau did. So, in, in Vincenzo Nibali has crashed on downhills before. Now, his reputation is as a good descender, right? And the fact that he's crashed on descents before, has just crashed recently, and will probably crash on descents again, does not fundamentally alter that kind of perception of him as someone who is a good descender, but, you know, who sometimes makes mistakes. Whereas, people see Von Vluten go around a corner badly and think, well, she must be a crappy descender, and it's like, that's not how it works. No, like, exactly. You know, it's like, I'm a pretty good cornerer in, like, your dinky cat three crits. And in June, like, I was like, I'm totally going to move up on the outside in this corner, and it's going to be totally fine. And then I hit a curb, you know, like... As, as you do. As you do. And does that mean that I now think, oh, turns out my self-assessment was entirely wrong, and I'm incompetent? <laughs> no! I suck at this. <laughs> I think I did something stupid in the midst of overconfidence and overexcitement. Right. I mean, you it's know? it's the difference between, like, viewing a mistake uh, from from a man as o- over-aggressiveness and, like, oh, that's totally fine, and viewing it from a woman as incompetence. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. So, Ugh. so, yeah. I mean, and it's like there are... The one takeaway that I hope that people will take from this is that this happens when people don't realize they're doing it it's it's kind of like 
if this isn't always a malicious thing that people are like, I am going to go on Twitter and start a firestorm. <laughs> it's like people, people make these comments very offhandedly because they're not necessarily thinking through. And, it, and it's, you know, it's a cultural thing. It's like it comes from, I'm not excusing it, but it definitely comes from that, uh, you know, piece in the back of your mind that unconsciously tells you that this is an okay thing to say. Yeah. And, oh, and, and yeah. this is yeah, and this is for the 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 like your own protection. If you're the kind of person who like wants to you know just finds yourself compelled to even you know a man or whoever it doesn't matter. If you feel yourself like compelled to go on Twitter and and tell someone like how to do their job, but especially in this case of like telling <laughs> trying to tell a female athlete how to do her job, um, like you know, <laughs> right? The, and and then like if you're totally shocked by the firestorm of criticism you get, like wow, I don't know why people are so mad at me. The reason yeah. is because this is sort of an established pattern, right? Like people it, are really, really, really sick of this. So like, don't be I? I it. hope a growing number of people are really sick of this. But the interesting, and I mean, I won't ramble on about this for too much longer. Sure. But um, the interesting thing about this is that, like, when I saw that um, comment on Twitter and, you know, immediately, like, grabbed my lance and my battle axe and set myself on fire and was like, ah, and I, like, looked through this guy's Twitter history. And, like, it was literally, like, a totally innocuous comment. Like, he right. didn't, he wasn't, like, a flamer. He wasn't, like, a person who goes out to incite people. He wasn't I a gamer gator. No, no, he wasn't a gamer gator. It's, like, I think he literally, like, just was like, oh, this is what I'm thinking right now. I'm going to put it on Twitter. So it's not like he was like, I hate women. Ah. <laughs> I think it literally stems from like a place where people don't understand how insulting it is to say something like that. Yeah. And that, that I think is the real danger because I mean, you're always going to have people who want to go out and flame and they're going to say things that they know will inflame. But I think it's, it's worse when someone says that and doesn't understand why it's insulting. God, Francis, that's so unreasonably reasonable of you. Ah, reason. <laughs> so anyway, we've, I guess we've let that overshadow a little bit the larger story of the road race, which was that it was an awesome women's road race. It was. It was exciting. It was combative. Uh, I mean, like, Anna Vanderbregen, in particular, I have to commend because, like, she was so patient. And I, I, I am not that patient, especially in, like, a racing scenario. I would have been, like, chopping at the bit. I would have been, like, popping into the front of that pace line and been like, let's fucking go! But <laughs> yeah, it's... you and me both. <laughs> I'm way too aggro. Oh, yeah, I would not have won that gold medal. But I mean, like, she was very calculated, you know? She absolutely, would you not have, like... are, you, are you entirely sure that you wouldn't win a gold medal in the Olympics? Pretty, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, she, you know, as, like, a consummate professional, you know, she bided her time and she played that chess game perfectly because she knew that, you know, it wasn't going to... The only thing that her going to the front of that gruppetto and working harder was going to get her was no medal. Literally, because if she works harder and they catch Mara Abbott and then or or maybe like she works hard and gets popped off or maybe a bronze medal, I guess I should say. And it's like all that's going to get her is not gold because she's going to blow herself up. And if they catch Mara Abbott because of her efforts and she's not going to have the kick to get get the gold medal, then it's all for nothing. Yeah. And so really, it's kind of like she played it right. It's like it's everyone else's medal to lose. Right. Well, and she did work, but, like, not more than her fair share. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, sometimes you see people going to the front and they're just like, all right, I'm just going to pull us up there. Yeah, and also, like, like, I don't even know how she kept her head um, when it's like, is my teammate, like, paralyzed for life? Is she dead? Like... There was a really nice, like, um, I think uh, I read it in some article after the fact of, like, where she saw her on the ground unconscious and was like, holy shit and was like yeah. totally out of race mode and then um uh, uh her name her, the, the uh, other yeah the swedish woman in the in the breakaway turned to her and was like let's do it for anemiac and she was like all right yep i can do this now okay yeah it's like that's like a nice little kind of snippet of like you know camaraderie among right. countries and in women's cycling because these are all women who race together you know not under flag all the time Right. Um, and it's just kind of like, it's it's an interesting little, you know, into what the riders were thinking. Like, what, what does go through your mind when your teammate and countrywoman is, you know, you pass her on the side of the road and she looks like she's dead. Right. Right. Oof. Um, I, I guess a final closing note kind of ought to 
a nationalistic interest would be um so uh Kristen armstrong uh controversially included in the um usa team but i'd say acquitted herself very well she did she won us another gold medal and i believe it was uh the only time at least i think a u.s olympian has done that in getting three gold medals in consecutive olympics in the same sport yes something like that and and also um by from all appearances worked her butt off for the uh other women in the road race so gun on her absolutely kudos to her she did she did she didn't uh squander that slot at all so um kudos kudos uh men's road race maybe we can spend a little bit less time on that even though that was also tremendously exciting did you see that one I didn't. I watched like highlights afterward. Um, again, Nantucket. No, yeah, that's I understand. <laughs> Nantucket, land of beaches and crappy Sh- hotel Wi-Fi. Shitty internet. Yes, <laughs> few cell towers. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. I remember tuning in because um, I don't usually watch races start to finish because like they're too long. Men's road races are just what was it, two hundred and forty kilometers, something like that. It was preposterous yeah uh you know it's a very long race um beautiful though though they were doing this weird thing it's so hard to watch because it's on nbc and they're like here's the start and now we're going to cut back to it every now and then and not tell you anything useful as like you know the day goes on because i was at home it was the weekend i was watching the day the daily coverage whatever but anyway eventually watching the end and i'm looking at this group there and it's like a bunch of climbers and greg van avermaet yeah i was like Oh, that's interesting. You know, I was saying Nibali looks really good, and um, uh, the Colombians look good, and oh, Micah, Rafa Micah looks really good. But I was like, man, Greg, GVA is still there. Like, if he can, if he can manage to hang on, this is going to get really, really interesting. And then, lo and behold, he did hang on, um, which was pretty interesting. Over the top of the climb. Uh, on the actual climb, Nibali attacked uh, and got away with uh, Rafa, Micah, and Sergio uh, Hanau. Nibali and Hanau on one of those corners collided and uh, crashed out of the race. Um, they weren't really criticized on Twitter for that. Uh, and Micah continued on his own and was kind of out in front with what looked at first like it might be a safe lead, but... Um, you know, because it looked like the group behind, which was fairly large, wasn't going to chase, wasn't going to work together very well, basically. But then um, Jakob Fuelsong uh, attacked, attacked, <laughs> attacked, attack, attack. Uh, Greg Van Avermeet went with him, and they started working together, and so they eventually caught onto Rafa Mika, and then the the uh, finish was kind of a foregone conclusion that at that point, and uh, yeah, Van Avermeet and what was an incredibly exciting finale it was actually like one of the best races i've seen in a while because it, i only watched the last i don't know uh half hour with a few bits before then that i watched <laughs> so i don't know what else there's to say about that um i've been really really liking seeing uh greg van Avermaet come into his own this year like he's been awesome definitely yeah he's been so he's been so strong for so long and, and really good but like had that second place kind of thing and it seems like it really clicked and that this season he just can do no wrong and he was amazing in the tour de france with stage win and uh yellow jersey and all that and uh did he win two stages uh, maybe he only won one doesn't matter I mean, only one stage in the tour yeah, de france. only won a single stage yeah yeah his fitness really followed through into the olympics his fitness came through and just his he's he's clicking tactically in a way that he hasn't before like he he's really confident uh it's awesome i really like seeing that um from because i've been i've been a fan for a little while so that was cool so yeah he got um gold uh apparently the first gold to belgium in a while and uh Fulsang got the silver for denmark i want to say and uh micah was still with him and got third and then fourth place was um Julian Alaphilippe. Holy crap, this kid. Did you see what this kid was doing? Yeah, explain this it. This French dude? Oh, he was just... 
Well, he was behind on the climb, and he bridged up on the last climb, um, and then got kind of unhooked a bit um, toward the top of it when the attacks went, then caught back up at the bottom of the climb, uh, hung on, and got fourth in the group sprint behind. Like, he's just an animal. He's so strong. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, he, and he hasn't kind of quite figured out how to use his energy yet. Like, he's not very wily yet. Because, holy cow, because he was super good in the Tour de France, just missed a stage win, um, barely, to Peter Sagan. Like, oh, man. Well, once he figures out how to be wily, he'll be dangerous. Oh, my God, he's so strong. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with him. I don't know. Otherwise, uh... Fabian Kanslera won the men's time trial. Yes! Which is incredible. Holy crap! Like, he's been... It's been like, oh, well, I guess there's... You know, that's that for Conchalari. Didn't have a great season up to this point. Like, well, I guess he's going out with a whimper. And then, bang. Wins the time trial. Going out with a bang? Yes. Serious bang. Yeah. Like, how... Like That's what, awesome. I've always been a Conchalari fan. Oh, yeah. What's not to like? I mean, <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Most enjoyable. Go fast. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him to have to, to have that medal yeah, going, and isn't going he, out of his career. And isn't he literally pretty much retiring after this? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's doing any more races. He was yeah. like, yes, I go for time trial, and that's my career. And it's like, Damn. oh, yeah. That's I that's would, a quite uh, a cap to put on your career is the uh, an Olympic gold medal. It, it is, it's, and then it's, drop the mic and walk away. It dropped the mic and walk away, and especially given that it just looked like it looked like he wasn't going to pull it off because his season was so quiet. Yeah, up exactly. To this point. And I had him on my I had him on my Velo Games team in the Tour de France, and I was like, "This is a good idea." And then it was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, this is a bad idea this year." Oh. It was like. It was like, yes, Fabian go to tour to ride into shape for Olympics. <laughs> and then crush Olympics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I guess because he had to ride the road race, he probably was like, yes, I do mm, some few laps, of course, and then pull out <laughs> to save self for time trial. Save several for time trial. <laughs> and I like how my version of, I like how my Fabian impression is basically my caveman impression. <laughs> I'm sure he's a very intelligent and cultured man. Yes, exactly. I, I understand that he appreciates a fine wine. I'm not actually sure if that's true. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. No, it's like, ah, wine. It ah. Make you fat. <laughs> make you fat and give you headache. Yes. Well, Fabian, it is now your time to get fat and play with your kids. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's just like a little family man guy. Uh, Not little. Big. Well, for big bike and, racer. Big, big and powerful. All right. We should take a little break. We should take a little break. Uh, because we have a sponsor this week, a very special sponsor. Um, yes, I'm really excited to tell you about it. It's Ixnay. Have you heard of Ixnay, Francis? You know, I haven't really heard much about Ixnay, Greg. Why don't you tell me about it? Uh, I'm happy to. So Ixnay.com, all right, this is a design shop, uh, that does basically mostly cycling-related gear with cool and awesome designs on them. Uh, that includes things like the infamous casters. You should go to you should go to ixnay.com and check them out uh, if you have not seen them. But it is a jersey with many black and white. It's a, like a black and white collage of cats, and it says cats with an exclamation point. And there's a buff you... now that has the same design. Cats. Yes. Oh yes, there will be buffs too. Yes, and hats, hats. And if you if you think that design does not sound cool, like uh, you're wrong. Go look at it. It's great. <laughs> like cats. it's fabulous. What? Yes. How would you not, in the dead of winter, when your face is so cold and chilly, just wrap your face up with a nice buff with cats all? Yeah, so I didn't know what a buff was uh, until recently. I didn't understand the buff thing, but... but Buffs I, are awesome. Yeah, people need to know about these. This is, this is an essential sometimes thing. Sometimes, fuck cycling in New England in the winter, and I am cold all over the place, and a buff is like an essential piece of winter equipment. Yes. It so is. It is so you, versatile because you can use it for so many things. Like you put it around your neck, and if your, you know, your jersey or your winter coat doesn't quite have that nice, tight, snug fitting around the neck, and you're riding, and you start, and you, the cold wind starts going into your chest, and you're like, "God damn it!" And you put a buff in and there, and so it's just cold. like, ah, yeah. oh, there's no wind going inside of my jacket now, and I'm so happy. 
It's or like, if your head is super cold, you just pull it over your head under your helmet and boom, hat. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Especially the thing around your neck. Like, imagine all the benefits of a scarf with none of the terribleness of a scarf. Yes. Like, you can't, you can't Precisely. ride bikes with a scarf on. Like, give me a, unless it's like, I don't know, a, you know, a, a big upright cruiser kind of thing. But you can't, like, ride road bikes with a scarf on. Well, you can ride them with a buff on and it'll make you really happy. Uh, and and yeah. fashionable if you use the Ixnay one. Put it on a hat, wear it as, like, a Miss America sash. I don't think that would work too well. I don't know. Maybe you could, like, Let's stuff not it down crazy the front. <laughs> Maybe you could stuff it down the front of your shorts if you've got a little coldness in the man area. Um, I know nothing man. about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't used one in this way. Uh, I, just, I suppose just you could here. use this in this way. If, if, if fellow gent- you know, gentlemen, if you've ever had man area coldness, I don't think I necessarily recommend this, but you could try it uh, if you want. Report back. They also, uh, you know, discreetly. Ixnay has couch on fire stickers. Oh, yes. We told you about this. Uh, the the couch on fire emblem at uh, crossresults.com, which uh, we have, you know, we're going to take full credit for that, right? Full credit? Yeah, full credit. I'd say, I'd say 100% of the credit uh, for that belongs to us. 101. Uh, so 101%. So there are patches and stickers. Get those. Because they look great. They're awesome. There's an NECX patch, hashtag NECX, for uh, yes. America's America's best uh, cyclocross uh, Apologies region. to the rest of the country, but, but we're, we're the best. <laughs> so head on over to Ixnay. All right, get your donut buffs. Uh, get your stickers. Ooh, uh, actually, I think the donut buff is stuff. sold out. But there's mm. a Halloween buff. I'm going to get that one. Okay. There's, there are basically... If if the one you think you might want is sold out, fear not. There are lots of things. Actually, let's just take a quick look before oh we wrap God, this up. Oh my God, the Halloween up, one has ghosts and pumpkins and black cats. I am getting that one. Oh, really? Oh my, hang on, I have to look at this. I mean, of course it's got cats on it. Of course it does. Oh, I, mm. It is spooky. I like it. Oh, well, my ah, there's one that's a burrito. Wait, I found it. Here we go. Damn it. Okay. It's sold out too. Oh, they have shirts? They have shirts. Oh my goodness. There are. There's an Alp Duez shirt. There's a Merck's trucking I'm shirt. I'm still stuck on the Halloween stuff. There's a Race Until Pulled shirt. Guys, there's so much great stuff. Holy cow. How can you not... There's a cyclocross hat that says cyclocross and it has like a, a little, you know, pom-pom on it or whatever. Gotta have the pom-pom. Oh man, there's nothing not to love about this cyclocross scarf to match it. This is making me happy just looking at this website. Go, go check them out. Um, like, do we have a special thing? Uh, look, they're special because they're the best. Everything and you should special. buy Ixnay. So thank you, Ixnay, for supporting the Honest Bicycle Program and for supporting the rest of the Wide Angle Podium. All right. Now, we promised a few of you a while back that if you gave us a review, well, ideally a positive review on iTunes. Or a negative review. <laughs> or a negative review, fine, that Francis would read it. Well, one of you finally came through. Uh, we, we really need more of you to come through. Uh, it would help us out a lot. You know, go, go, look, all you need to do is go to, like, the iTunes podcast area you know, go to the iTunes store, type in Honest Bicycle Program, you'll find us, click on the thing, and uh, hit the four stars, you know, or or the five stars. I prefer five. We'd prefer six. Or six. I don't think that's an option. And then and then yeah. write a review. Like, write an awesome review talking about, like, how great we are. Or, I don't know, I guess you could leave a one with constructive criticism or even non-constructive criticism if you want to make us cry. But um, I mean, I'll read it all in a goofy voice, as I'm going to do with this one. Yes, so at that, here's uh, Locus TTTT666 stepping up to the plate uh, with a four-star review, and Francis, if you could take it away with your funny voice reading. All right, Ugh. crack my knuckles here and chug the rest of my chin. All right, <laughs> so, uh, so today we have a uh, four-star review from Locus six six, and then another six after that. Satan, Satan, look. All right, so here we go. Uh, these guys and girls have really started to hit their stride, and this show gets better every week. Oh, oh, wait, oh, good, 
Uh, a bit about the racing scene. Uh, not another race news podcast. Uh, we hate all those, obviously. Uh, H and the B and the P tackle cycling topics. Round table style. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're more like an oblong table, but, but whatever. Whatever. All right. Round table style and provides good insights. Topics like riding with a helmet, Idaho stops, and even power meters. I like the break from full race analysis, but they have just enough to keep me in the loop. That's right. That's right, Locusts TTTT66, Satan Locust. We keep you fully in the loop. Kudos. Four stars, because there is always room to improve. Guess so. Uh, P, and then a dot, and then an S, and then another dot. I hope Frankus reads this is a goofy voice. Or Greg, either way. All right, well, I don't know who either of those people are, but there you go. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Locust. Strong, Uh, bad, out. Yes, well done. (laughs) Thank you, Locust, to to, 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 to 666, the Satan Locust. I don't know. Satan Uh, Locust. Yes. We appreciate uh, you listening. Thanks for the review. It really means a lot. Um, boy, is that a review is... from the plague? Maybe it could be a review from like like the Black Death. No, like you know the the plague of locusts. Oh, the plague of lo- like uh, a plague upon something... your houses. You know. No, that's Shakespeare, right? Oh, not... okay, wrong. Sorry. Sorry. I think I think I, I think got the plague I, I got of locusts the... is that that's uh, Bible what, Egypt or something. Yeah, yes. Egypt plague of locusts. You know, Bible. I am not a religion expert. I or, neither would profess to be a religion expert. Or non-expert, for that matter. Don't know much about it. Okay. Uh, so if you are an expert in religion non-expertness, are you a religion expert? Hmm. Question sure to ponder. That, I'm not sure the double... Uh, well, now I don't know how double to double negative... But you know, <sighs> double to double negative... <sighs> Listen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be finishing up soon. We want to talk about Nantucket, or at least Francis will tell us about Nantucket. I want to remind you, we're gonna remind you when she's uh, done with that again. Uh, hey, wide angle podium, it's our pledge drive. That's really important. Um, you can pledge really help drive. us out. Uh, the the one note I want to leave in the middle right now uh, is that you know it's really easy to listen to something else and be like, well, I'll I'll let the other person, I'll let the next guy take care of that. You are the next guy, right? You are the next person, let, right? Let's, let's put it this way. Would you let your neighbor cut your lawn? No. You don't want him finding all the weird shit you have hidden under the grass. This is similar in that this you is very give similar. us money so you don't... All right. I'm just, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but you should give us at least $5. That was That was coherent. It made sense. Pockets. Remember, because you know, you're not only not only you're helping us out, you get bonus content. We'll, I guess, we'll mention bonus content and maybe talk about a show that we like uh, when we talk about it at the tail end of the show. Uh, but go to wideanglepodium.com/slash/donate now. Okay, uh, and I'll say that again: wideanglepodium.com/slash/donate. And maybe I'll stop doing Ira Glass. Um, or continue if you like it. <laughs> I think I think Ira might be into that. Um, <laughs> no, Ira, put the no, put the blindfold back on. Put the gap back. Gap no, Ira, stop, mouth. stop that, Ira. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, I guess you went to Nantucket recently, and you rode some bikes there. How was that? I did. I went to Nantucket on vacation. I did not find any buckets. Hang um, on, quiz. Um, the limerick is are wrong. you are you very rich? Is that why you were on Nantucket? No. <laughs> that oh. is. The absolute not reason of why I was on Nantucket. Oh, that's a shame. You did not, and you did not find like buried pirate treasure, no, or like whale no. ivory that you could sell. Nope, nope. Mm. The rich people, unfortunately, on Nantucket, do not go around spewing money out of their money car wheels as, uh, you know, as you would think. At least not when you were around. No, no. But there are actually some really awesome places to go biking on Nantucket and you would not think so because it is a fairly tiny island yeah I, think... I wouldn't have thought so no it's like I think the the longest it stretches is 14 miles end to end and it's like something like a few square miles of actual land and like a shit ton of water um 
but... That would be all of the water. It's in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> all of the water. Um, but, you know, people think of Nantucket, and they think of, you know, yachts and shitty rich people and walking around a quaint town with cobbled streets and looking at lots of expensive sailboats, which there is that. There is that in Nantucket. But if you go basically anywhere but the town center, uh, you'll actually encounter some really awesome bike paths. There was actually the tour of Nantucket uh, the day, I think, after we left vacation. Um, But that is not what you should go there to ride because... Nantucket actually is fairly unique in that it has a pretty large amount of conservation area um, where people can't build their houses. And this conservation area is actually full of these, like, super sick dirt roads and awesome single track that I have no idea who cuts, but just goes on for, like, miles and miles and miles. Like, you could ride dirt roads in there, and you literally get to a point where you look around and you're like, I am in the Serengeti. I don't know where the town is. I Isn't can't... it you're surrounded by sand? Or you're surrounded by these like awesome small bushes and like short trees and you oh, can't right. see. Oh right, Serengeti, right. Yeah, I... not, not the Sahara. Um, and like you can't see anything of civilization. It's like you're in the middle of nowhere. No one goes out there either. Like no one is riding these awesome like trails and dirt roads. So basically I spent like two to three to four hours a day of my vacation hanging out on my mountain bike in these sick trails and, like, finding new ones all the time. Pretty much uh, myself and my boyfriend would go out riding on our mountain bikes and we would see a little cut off into a trail from the bike path and be like, hmm, let's go check that out. And we'd go into it and sometimes it would go for, like, five miles. It was incredible. Whoa. And sometimes the cool thing about Nantucket is that everyone concentrates onto, like, four or five beaches when there were, like, over 20, I think. Uh, so you can take some of these trails and they spit you out onto these beautiful, perfectly deserted beaches. Whoa, pro tip. Yeah, so this is a serious, serious insider pro tip about Nantucket that you can go there and not just to hang out with rich dudes. <laughs> oh, okay. You can bring wow. your bike there and you can ride around and have an excellent time. That is quite amazing. So on a scale of one to like, Cyprus. Wait, is that where you went? Cyprus. Where the heck did you go in the Mediterranean? Mallorca? Is that where you rode bikes? Yes. Oh, on a scale of one to Mallorca. I don't know. I don't have spy satellites <laughs> overhead. <laughs> on a scale of one to Mallorca, where would you rate Nantucket? It's not Mallorca, because, I mean, you wouldn't want to go there for road bike training. Uh, I mean, mm. you can certainly ride your road bike there, but it's, you know, over the cobblestones. Same. And be very sad. Well, I mean, there's only actually a little bit of cobblestone there. Yeah, I haven't been there since I was, like, I don't know, six, ten, I don't know, young. And from a young perspective, you probably thought the entire island was cobblestone. Oh, I totally did. Which is amazing. fair. Which is fair. Um, I mean, they're different. They're very, they're different beasts. It's it's like an apples to oranges comparison. Because um, it's totally different riding. Because you don't go to Mallorca necessarily to ride around in off-road trails. Like, you go there to do, yeah. like, Port de France-style riding. Um, like, going over all these, like, epic culls and, like, sick descents and, like, chasing mountain goats around. Um, and then, like, Nantucket is more, like, you have to do... It's more for exploring. Like, if you, like, gravel riding and adventuring and exploring, not necessarily, like, oh, we're gonna go out and do 100 miles today. It's gonna be sick. It's like, oh, we're gonna go, like, check out this cool conservation area and, you know, see where this road takes us. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. It all was, right. It was sick. I'll put that on. So did you take, like, the... I'm probably really far away from my microphone, which is going to be making everyone strain to hear me. Uh, so did you take the fat bikes or the mountain bikes? Did you fat bike on the beach? Took the regular mountain bikes. Um, but though a fat bike would probably be an excellent choice. Hmm. Hmm. Not too many hills to lug that fat bike up. No, about about zero. About none, I would say. None hills. That's pretty great. Many is sand, it... though. None hills, many sand. I once, yes, many sand. Many exactly sand. the reason for a fat bike. Many sand. I once rode around, uh, like speaking of flat areas, the Panama City Beach area in Florida. Uh, if you've ever heard, if you haven't heard of that, Gulf Coast, Florida. It's uh, also known as the Redneck Riviera. Ooh. So that about gets the idea. But, you know, 
also quite flat. Probably even flatter than Nantucket, actually. So, anyway. But I didn't ride in the sand because I only had my road bike with me. Uh, except I did go I did go into, like, there was a park, which was pretty cool. It was called Conservation Park, maybe? I'm looking, I'm looking at the map right now. A park of conservation? Yes. And I had a road bike with road bike tires, and I would, like, try to ride some of the trails, and they were fine because they were gravel. And then others were, like, sand, and I would sink. Uh, road bikes so. are notoriously bad. They no, yes, no, right. Do not tend to work super well in sand. Um, it it gets hard to go in a straight line, so you start to squiggle, and and then it becomes hard to move forward, and so you stop. Indeed. All right, so we're gonna wrap up. Um, thank you for thank you for the travel report from Nantucket. Oh, did you did you eat any um any whales any whale bones do? I did. I did not. I did not. That is a that is a delicacy of Nantucket. Is not. Whale bones do. No. No. Maybe in the whale, whale oil, um, dumplings. I don't know. Something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping I would see some great white sharks, but they were speaking. Let's let's be honest. I, 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 you can tell me if I'm wrong, but my suspicion is that unless you spend many dollars, that the food on Nantucket is probably pretty white bread. Maybe there's some fried seafood though. Maybe there's that. No, there's some good and expensive food. Um, but I mean, I went with my boyfriend's family and we rented a house for the week and we pretty much brought everything we ate. So I didn't actually eat out that much. Ah, it was, you know, we were, we were being pretty economical about it. Yeah, that's probably why a lot of those tourist towns do not have the best of food. Yeah. I mean, m- most of the time you're going to pay a shit ton of money on Nantucket for mediocre food, but there are actually a couple of places that are really worth going to go to Nantucket, go to Black Eyed Susan's for breakfast. And get something with the ranchero sauce. It is phenomenal. It turns out, actually, it turns out this is something that people should know. Uh, as far as other meals, I don't know. Whatever. In pretty much any town in the USA, you can find a good breakfast place. Like, I don't know how that works, but, like, you can find a good breakfast place somewhere. Yep. Black Eyed Susan's on Nantucket is absolutely... Yes. All right. So, um, let's close out. I want to remind you once again, we are in our pledge drive for the Wide Angle Podium Network. Uh, we're going to be doing this for the next few weeks. All the shows are doing this. Uh, the next episode, we'll talk about it some more because we really need your support. Server's this is... so hungry. Server's still so hungry. So hungry. All right. And I'm going to keep doing my hourglass. Stay with us. Help us out. Um, this is a lot of fun. Um, you know, and I'm not going to say it's like a ton of work or anything like that, but it's not like no work. Uh, and yeah, it costs it costs money um, to to make shows. And of course, you know, we can use money uh, to do things like pay the server bills, as we said, or buy microphones. I know that the microphones are like the holy grail of the show. We keep talking about them. We actually might have enough enough money on hand for this show to actually like get some microphones. So maybe that'll happen. I want but, gold trusted microphone but right now we can't all afford one we all want them and pop filters so you won't hear my my aspirants my my pops as it were of the air poofing into the the microphone like i did i did an intro spot for the episode uh last the last episode we we put out the kind of oldie with matteo from earlier in the summer and i had to hold i had to hold my hand in front of my mouth like an animal to prevent, damn <laughs> to prevent uh, this loud poof of air from just harshing the mellow of uh, that beautiful uh, intro segment over that jazz music bed. Uh, jazz piano. It's very nice. So go to wideanglepodium.com slash donate. Uh, become a member at any of our levels. Uh, we've got a $5 per month hero level. Uh, you get access to everything. All right, you get the bonus content, members only. Um, you get that water bottle, right? Yeah. Step it up. The water bottle. Get the water bottle. Oh man, get and and of course your prize entry. Don't forget, you're going to get entered for a prize entry. Who knows what kind of amazing prize you might win? And I think okay? of the things you could do with that Narweasel's number plate. I mean, you could mount it on your wall like a fish head. Yes. Or you could put it on like the back of your bike, like those little kid license plates with your name on them. You only like use way it as a plate. better eat your dinner on it that's true if, assuming if you know if you're like on the low calorie plan uh it's good for air sandwiches mm, mm, very good for air sandwiches so you know you can step it up 
All right, from Hero, there's Superstar, $10 per month. You can add a sticker pack at that level, $15 per month. Okay, Rockstar, I told you about that. You get everything as before. You add a t-shirt, and it just keeps going. Super Champion at $20, all right? To that, you add a bottle. You know what that means? It means you get two water bottles if you join us now at the Super Champion $20 per month level. That's like, enough to get you proper, keep you properly hydrated through a two-hour ride. Like, think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> enough to keep you properly hydrated through a $2, so sorry, through a two-hour ride. <laughs> two-dollar ride. <laughs> not quite sure what that means. <laughs> We're going to move on from that. <laughs> I will not ad- add my Yeah, nope, that. nope, nope. Put it down. Put that down, Francis. Sit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Do you have a show? I, I, I'm I'm curious, Francis. Uh, do, do you do you have another show on the network that you listen to? Well, I mean, I would probably. I mean, I I certainly have a bias here, um, but I I'm a fan of the Consummate Athlete Podcast, um, possibly because I know both Molly and Peter. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's but, a yeah. new addition. That's a great one to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like those are two of my two of my good friends. I'm actually going to their wedding this weekend. Um, so, you know, that's another uh, excellent podcast that you can check out on the Wide Angle Podium. Yeah, and you can support them as well as us. So, like, keep that in mind, right? You're, help- you're helping all of us. It's a team It's a team thing. And I just want to recommend Crosshairs Radio. You know, if you're like me, a cross nut, like, if you're just like, oh, my God, why do we even bother with racing road bikes? That's not entirely true, but it's almost true. <laughs> then... Like, Bill has been able to build such a reputation um, for just really high-quality, really thoughtful analysis of cross-racing, and, and you know, he's able to engage and, and get interviews with some really interesting people, um, and he's able to ask really good questions. Like, these are good interviews. And, like, yeah, he has the interviews with, like, your pretty uh well-known like your american superstars right like your jeremy powers and and your stephen hyde right but he's and, also and got... your ellen nobles in your ellen nobles that was an amazing episode with ellen i i don't know ellen particularly well um myself um i do well yes um <laughs> but uh, full disclosure i live with ellen <laughs> <laughs> i remember listening to her recording that podcast while i was out in the yard (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) that is amazing well and but you know but that that came across so well i mean she's got such a good head on her shoulders and and um it comes across so well in that Uh, i have her brakes i have on on my bike i I, we have you stole her brakes i didn't steal them i bought them (laughs) for cheap it was great Uh, but it's also you know have you heard of nicole mertz well if you haven't you should she was on the most recent episode Right, Brooke Watts, the guy who do, does um, oh, what the heck is it called? The the Cross Vegas, the, the Cross of the Vegas. <laughs> right, that that thing. I but... I once cooked Brooke Watts a kielbasa, and that is not an innuendo at all. <laughs> oh God, I'm so it glad. Is, it is absolutely not. I literally I remember because Powers had him over for the fundo, and Powers was like at the airport or something, and I had to entertain all of these fancy <laughs> people, and I was like, oh God. I have to cook them some food. I have kielbasa. <laughs> Is Brooke Watts fancy? What? I mean, I was like, I don't know, like 23, and I was like, oh, Jesus, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, good good times. And Hopefully the, Brooke Watts enjoyed the kielbasa. The, the whole jam cyclocross sausage factory. <laughs> uh. All right. <laughs> it's not just sausage it's also cyclocross it's also um, cyclocross <laughs> so yeah head over and listen to crosshairs radio and if you appreciate that look if you don't like our program very much uh well i mean you know shame on you we'll, i mean we'll, we're an acquired taste but we'll, nonetheless we'll shame cry. on you we'll cry. but but if you want like i mean you can in addition to like our wackadoodle craziness you can get like really professional and amazing content here okay want the Myers professional line, things well, apparently, and I think that's worth something. Like, if we're not worth it, if we're not worth it, like, Bill Shiken and Crosshairs Radio was worth it. If we're not worth it, the Slow Ride Podcast is worth it. The Myerson Line is worth it. Adam, please record another show for crying out loud. Uh, <laughs> the Consummate Athlete like, Podcast, it, worth it. Yeah, exactly, worth it. Like, come on. So, please join. Go to wideanglepodium.com slash donate. Uh, don't be, don't wait for the next person. You are the next person. All right. So, so help us out. So I, I think I'll leave it. I think I'll leave it at that. Like, 
we really want to keep this going. We really want to make this work. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I think that this is hopefully a really valuable network for, for all of you who are listening. And uh, I would encourage you, if you aren't listening to the other shows, to check them out. Check out The Slow Ride. You think we're wackadoodle. Man, they can't even pronounce people's names right. It's crazy. All right. Uh, with that, it's been like an hour. It's been so we're probably fine. I think my computer is still recording, unlike the last time I did this. Oh god, I I'm hope. I'm now feeling momentarily. No, it look, there's still there's still things accumulating. It has time on Good. it. Kilobytes are accumulating? Yeah, uh, m- megabytes now. This is Ooh, a large file. Megabytes. Many many bytes. Mmm, delicious megabytes. All right. I I uh, actually subsist off of megabytes. <laughs> you certainly don't subsist off of mini bites. <laughs> I've mini seen bites. you eat a hot dog before. Oh damn it! Let's Have let's I? not let's keep it classy here, Greg. Oh, I didn't mean. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna leave that. <laughs> I'm just gonna drop that. That's going no no. Let's nope. clear that up. He has actually seen me eat a hot dog before, and it's probably not something like this. And by hot dog, I do mean meat. Okay. Uh, you mean a no, hot dog? No, wait. <laughs> 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 he means a hot dog. It's not actually. I mean a hot dog, time. people. <laughs> Mechanically separated pork. Exactly. <laughs> no, this is now. This is not helping. All right. Uh, uh, I think on that note, uh, this has been the Honest Bicycle Program. I've been Greg. I've been Francis. And we love you all. Please donate. Wideanglepodium.com/slash/donate. Good night. Good night. Thanks,